Welcome to the Fly Guys Podcast. Justin Goodard alongside uh, Tyreek Hill enthusiast Cameron uh, Klein. Don't, do not say that. Cameron, you got one of the best wide receivers in football. The Dolphins, they're an offensive juggernaut now. No one in the AFC East can stop that team. No, th- that's true. I mean, they are they are essentially an offensive juggernaut. Uh, I mentioned before we started recording, I don't think it's wise to invest highly in the wide receiver position. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say this doesn't revolutionize the offense. I'm not going to say this doesn't make them an offensive juggernaut. I'm not going to say this now puts them within the arms race of the AFC in general. It does. And now it's limited any excuse for Tua Tonga Bailoa. Now it all comes down to him. I'd like at least another offensive line piece thrown in there. Uh, they might do that with the draft. I have no idea. I'm not worried about the picks. I'm a little bit more I'm not even worried about about the money either. I just think, you know, how often have great wide receivers not won anything? And granted, I would feel a lot worse if they didn't go after Teron Marbset and Connor Williams. So, uh, you know. I'm cool with it, but I, I do have to say there is the whole scandal with Tyreek Hill and the abuse and all that stuff, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's a piece of shit. If he's not a piece of shit, I have sounds no idea. Sounds like he might be a piece of shit. It sounds that way. It certainly does. It certainly does, but it's something I don't want to have to worry about when I watch football. Well, it could be worse. I mean, could be. I mean, could be a Cleveland Brown fan right you now. You could be have you could have just given Deshaun Watson $230 million guaranteed. And apparently Miami was really close. And I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm glad it's very I'm, happy I'm honestly it didn't glad happen. that Philadelphia is like out the Me completely. too. Is that uh, you know, it is a very dreary day here in Bucks County, yeah, it's Pennsylvania. A shitty day. Yeah, it is. It is a shitty it day. Is. Uh, but the Philadelphia Flyers, you know, decided that they wanted to do their best to emulate these shitty conditions in a <laughs> hockey game against yeah. the Detroit Red Wings recently. Yeah. They uh, they lose to the Red Wings six to three. It was the first game, essentially. Yeah, is the first game, second game, second game, second game. Sorry, yeah. I always forget it. The Senators game doesn't count to me. That doesn't that doesn't even register with my with my brain. Oh no, there was another one. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right, there was another one. Yeah, yeah, dude, the Islanders. I totally forgot they played the Islanders. And they beat them. Kevin Hayes had two goals. The two goals the Flyers That had. is one of the most forgettable Flyers wins I've I've heard of in a long time. Because I, you know what? I was in Harrisburg when they when they beat the Islanders, so yeah. I wasn't even paying attention. But They uh, played well, actually. It was actually quite nice. And then they followed that up with a great performance. <laughs> Tell you what, the Islanders got problems of their own right now. They really do. Like yeah. They were supposed to be. They have even less reasons to be as bad as they are as opposed to the Flyers. They definitely do. They had a lot of – their expectations were way higher. And they, they, they went so. back-to-back Eastern Conference final appearances. Uh, one of the best coaches in all of hockey, and he seems to have just lost the team at this point. Yeah, it it kind of seems to be a trend. Come on him. down to Philadelphia, Barry yeah. Trotz. It kind of seems to be a trend with Barry Trotz. Uh, seems like that's what happened in Washington, maybe. The team um, kept winning in Washington, though. That's true. That's and true. It was last year he won a cup. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, with that being but, said, the Flyers yeah. did get doubled up by the Red Wings, uh, yep. six to three, allowing six goals to the Red Wings. Delicious. Uh, they don't seem to know when they, their goaltender's been pulled. No, they don't. They I, don't seem to know, I or feel, they don't seem to care. I feel like Mike Yo just Mike Yo's like, "Watch, well, I'm going to pull him now. I'm not going to tell him about it." It's like a practical joke. <laughs> Impractical jokers. Pull him okay. now. Pull him now. Pull him now. All right. Okay, now pull the goalie now, but don't tell don't the tell team. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, Joey Gatto's just like, ah, I guess they got to. <laughs> Uh, but so Uh, there's really nothing to say about the Flyers at this point Uh, the most important thing or important part of this season already happened they traded their franchise uh, hero and captain and Claude Giroux yep I will say this listen we already had our own little remnants of our our remembrance of of Claude Giroux last episode Um, I was able to go to the game on Thursday hands down the most 
emotional game I've ever witnessed. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you to kind of talk about, you know, regale us and, you know, what happened that night. I'll say this. Other, other than the win. Yeah, I'll say this, dude. Um, it made me, it reminded me of why I love this team. It really did. It, made, it reminded me of why I enjoy hockey. A lot of people hockey. have a different take, like kind of like the opposite take based on that night. It made me, because all of a sudden the building was packed. All yeah. of a sudden people were loud. All of a sudden people gave a shit. It had a, it had a, an electric atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really cool to be able to be a part of that. And it also made the pill that much harder to swallow, knowing that you know Giroux has been trying and trying and trying and trying, mm-hmm. busting his ass every way possible that he can to make that this team in general be emulent of that of that type of energy. And uh, it didn't work. And it's really sad to watch him go. And what I won't stand for, and I'll end it pretty much on this, is. Um, I used to say before that I won't stand for Couturier slander, and I don't. Yeah. Um, I certainly will not fucking stand for Claude Giroux stand, uh, slander. slander. I can't even get it out because it's ridiculous. It's absurd. Um, for, for certain people, certain major people, major media members, to be saying things like, I, I don't understand why we should be up so upset about Giroux. He was an integral player. But I don't get the big deal. Then you didn't watch. It's that fucking simple. It really is that simple. How you could have a job in major fucking Philadelphia sports media and not understand Absolutely. and not and not actually you know pay homage to a guy who is your longest tenured athlete at this point, who is a Philadelphia athlete through and through. He never did it for the pride. He never did it for his ego. He never did it for himself. He did it for the team. And it got down to the point where the team was having its worst season in franchise history. And they say, Drew, you, if you want, we can trade you and we, you can win a cup somewhere else. And you know what his response was? But I want to win one here. And for you to disrespect that and disrespect that man for what he's done in this city, dragging a lug of a piece of shit team into the playoffs over and over and over again with no supporting cast. He was on a line with Mike Roffel, for Christ's sake, at one point. And I love Michael Roffel, but he's not his top-line left wing. And for Giroux to be lined up with that guy and still have a point per game per season is ridiculously good. And for you to not recognize that and not respect that, I don't have time for you. You didn't watch the game. You didn't watch him play. Keep your mouth shut. Don't worry about him. He wasn't yours to begin with then. I, I just felt that. Oh. You know what that was to me? That was someone that didn't like how much love Giroux was getting, didn't like how the fans were reacting, so he wanted to take his own little parting shot at the fans through Claude Giroux. And it was just kind of a dumb... Like It they, goes to show that you watch when the team was good and you don't watch when they're bad. No. And that's fine. That's completely fine if that's what, what you do. what a lot of fans do. What a fine fans do. And that, that's, that's natural. That's completely fine. But then don't go and disrespect one of the players. Who, who has been showing up despite the fact that the team hasn't. Don't do that to a fan base that is fully aware of what that guy is and what he's done. Yeah, don't. That, that, that's it's, it's insulting, that annoys me. and it's ridiculous. Like, this fan base truly does recognize what he is because to this franchise. hockey is it's a niche sport, let's be honest. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's, a four, it's one of the big four sports, but it's the smallest of the big four. It's a niche sport. For the people that watch it, they love it. They love it. They love the sport. They love everybody. They can name fourth liners on other teams that other people haven't even heard of. So that that fan base is so ravenous and pays so much attention for when somebody who isn't watching and isn't dedicating as much time to the sport that this fan base is, for you to insult a player, they're going to take that personally because they put a lot of emotional investment into these players and a lot of emotional investment into a player like Clovis Giroux. 
I, I'm working on a video right now that I'm making for you know, just a little highlight thing. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and just watch his highlights again. Do yourself a favor. You will remember how goddamn good this guy was. How ridiculous some of the things he has done in. With uh, you say was you is he still is pretty is. great at his age and at his size he's still pretty darn good he's got he's got what like forty eight points in sixty games this season yeah it's like that's not that's thirty four years old what is like, that a, dude what is that a pace of like you know sixty five points over an eighty two game pace his overall career is like a point nine he scores nine out of ten games he's gonna <laughs> score wild. a point anyway. Moving on. Don't want to make this thing a whole thing about Giroux again. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins actually making the trade. Huh? We can do that. We can do that. So, Cameron, you're the Dolphins fan. I want you to just simply – I'm going to sit back. I'm going to relax. I'm going to, you know, maybe get, you know, a, a whiskey. I'm probably not going to do that, actually. <laughs> I don't think we don't have whiskey up here. What I do think, no. though, is that the Miami Dolphins have just acquired one of the best receivers in all football. True, his production has not been the same as what it was at its peak, but this is a man – that knows how to escape defenses, and quite frankly, might be the fastest receiver in the history of the game. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. So, five draft picks, $120 million, and you are now going to be the soon-to-be owner of a number 10 Tyreek Hill jersey. Tell me about it. Okay, well, no, I'm not going to own his jersey um, for the stuff I mentioned before. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the personal stuff is kind of hard to get past. It's hard to get past. Um, it's impossible to get past, let's be frank. Listen, I, I you know... He's, he's going to be a great receiver. He's going to be a great receiver for the Miami Dolphins. That makes me happy as a Dolphins fan. Um, that being said, yeah, I'm not going to buy his jersey just because of the overall pass. And listen, again, I wasn't there. I don't know the man. Never met the man. I don't know what is actually what happened, what didn't happen. The point is, is the fact that there is some kind of scandal and abuse scandal at that. That's surrounding him. That's enough for me to be like, okay, listen, I don't know if I can fully... Uh-huh. Jump on board with you here. Um, now, let me just jump in real quick. Yeah, ask your questions because I, I don't know specifically what do you, you want to know. I could ran on. Here's but... here's what I want to know right now. Yeah. Um, outside of having to give up those five first round draft picks, and obviously, and the most the most notable reason to not like Tyreek Hill is for the personal it's things for the that went on. Things, yeah, yeah. What are some of the other things that you don't necessarily like about him being in Miami? I mean, I like the thing. I love him being in Miami, and it has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with him. It's it, The things that I don't like is, like, how many times have teams really, really, really invested in a wide receiver, and how many times has it worked out? And I'm not saying how many times has the team been successful. I'm saying how many times have they won a championship? So if we're going by that, I, I was not including the Rams because they didn't trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, yeah. The Super Bowl champions before that were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did they inv- did they invest to bring in a big time receiver? Like they brought in Antonio Brown, but like he was, but, you know, he was in limbo. And also they had Mike know. Evans, they had Chris Godwin. Right, that they was, already the, had those these were guys. draft picks. Yes. The year before that were the Kansas City Chiefs. They did not trade for anyone really. No, they just drafted. They just drafted well. Yep. Drafted year, well. The year before that. The New England Patriots. Obviously, they didn't have anyone. Yeah, name a receiver on yeah. that team. Come on, let's be the real. The year before that, the Philadelphia Eagles. The big name was Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey. They signed, and he had a really good year, but they didn't trade for that. Right. Year before that, Patriots. Don't need to say anything more. Yeah. Nothing. Year before that, Broncos. Not really anything that they It was brought. more of their defense than... It wasn't anything. more of their defense. Yeah. The year before that, the Patriots. You see where I'm going with this? The year before that, the Seahawks. Not much. Right. Like, you're not. they're not remembering that team for their offense, for yeah. sure. Even though they put on 43 points in that Super Bowl. No. The year before that, the Ravens. I mean, Anquan Bolden they brought in. Right. But, I mean, Bolden, he's not a Tyreek Hill type player, but he's a very good receiver. He's a good receiver, yeah. Don't worry, again, you yeah. need good receivers. You do. The year before that, the Giants. 
Again. So I see where you're going with this. Yeah, like it's. We it's, just went back to like the last ten Super Bowl winners. Dude, I mean, you could also go through star receivers. Chad Johnson never won a ring. Terrell nope. Owens never won a ring. Nope. Randy Moss never, never won, won a, a ring. ring. That's crazy. The Randy Moss one's really crazy. You're, you're, I think T.O. and Randy Moss is kind of a crazy yeah. one. Especially Randy Moss. Like, dude, you're you're with you. He was with Tom Brady during in, their in best season. Their best season. It's it's my argument for that. He definitely sold a soul to the devil. There's no way. <laughs> I will make you the best receiver of all time, but you're never gonna win a ring. How about this? That's it. So I mean, that's what makes me nervous about the the truly great receivers. Yeah, you have to go back to like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, right? I mean, yeah. like, I mean, and again, he wasn't alone. Joe Montana, he wasn't. You know, you go to those Packers great, teams. Sterling Sharp was not on those Packers. That Packers team that won. Uh, I mean, Michael Irvin, but like, you know, think about every, what he had. Every great receiver that has had that has won, obviously, they've always had a good guy thrown to him. Michael Irvin had Troy Aikman. You know, I mean, you just brought the cat, the Packers, Brett Favre. Or Aaron Rodgers. You go back the past 20 years, they had some great guy throwing the ball to the people. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know. And then that therein lies the question. Do the Miami Dolphins... Break the trend. Do they have the right guy throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill? That's it. That's it. We're going to find out That's pretty the much big immediately. Yeah. A lot of people are already making their jokes like, oh, Tyreek Hill's wide open and <laughs> here's a pass that falls 10 yards I short. Friend, I had a friend uh, text me yesterday about it. And we were, like, goofing off. And I was just like, yeah, imagine he just pretends he can't see Tyreek Hill and after every play when he doesn't throw it to him. I was open, man. He's like, oh, where are you? I didn't, I couldn't see it down there. Now, there was a safety. There was a safety over top. You didn't see Tyreek. There's a safety. I couldn't, I couldn't well, go over the top. This is where, Ty, this is where two is going to have to learn something. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to learn just throw it as far as he can yeah. and trust that Tyreek Hill is going to go make a play. Yeah. That's what you do with these great receivers. You, That's true. you throw the ball up That's and true. you trust that, like, obviously there will be some plays you draw for them, you know, slant routes, you know, curl routes, out routes, all that stuff. Yeah. Post, whatever. What you're going to have to do at some point, though, is you're going to have to trust in a bind to throw your ball up there and trust that that guy's going to go up there and make a play. Yeah. That's why Des yeah. Bryant was so great for so long. That's why you had guys like Alshon Jeffrey that can make a play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's why you have guys like Antonio Brown that have lasted as long as they have. Because when they th- when the when the game, when it's in the guts of the game, and you need that one guy to make a play, sometimes you got to throw the play, you know, the X's and O's out the window and just yeah. say, go freaking get this ball yeah my, my favorite example two years ago kyler murray deandre hopkins oh the my goodness gracious he literally said in the interview i said f it d hops down there somewhere and just let it fly <laughs> and it's like that's that's awesome that's cool but yeah so like what, what's gonna bother me though is is one area I, I i always find the defense in my opinion my philosophy defense is the most important usually but their linebackers are the kind of the weaker part of that position um it's not terrible they don't have terrible linebackers jerome baker's a good linebacker yep. but he can't do it all by himself um, I just wanted one more. I wanted another piece, another solid, to be able to stop the run. Because for two years in a row now, the run defense has been the weak link well, of that a, defense. It's going to piss me off if I'm watching Tyreek Hill not catch balls, and then the defense comes out on the field, and then they're just getting gouged in the run game. That's going to really, really bother me, and it's going to make me think about this trade deal over and over and over again. But you got Tyreek Hill. I got Tyreek Hill. And Mike McDaniel. That's He's going to find a way to make it work. He knows offense. We know that for a fact. So he's going to be able to find. And all the players seem to very much be investing into Mike McDaniel and his philosophy. So that's cool. Um, so, yeah, I think the offense is going to be night and day. It's turning into, should be, one of the best offenses in the league. I'm glad we don't play the, really I'm glad the Eagles don't have to play the Dolphins this year. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. So we'll with see. that, you're talking, you know what? Let's stick with offense for a second, right? Okay. Yeah. I feel like we got to talk about. Something that's going on in a totally different sport. 
going into this, before the lockout started, everyone unanimously agreed that the Phillies r- roster was not enough. We we knew it yeah. in our heart of hearts. Bryce yeah. Harper, great. Reese Hoskins, hopefully he'll bounce yeah, back I'm, from the injury plague. Again, not even a baseball guy, and I knew that. Yep. D.D. Gregorius, not a good year for him, but hopefully he'll bounce back. JT, kind of the same thing. Yeah. So the Phillies decided, all right, you know what? You know what our problem was? Our problem was offense. Never mind the fact we had 18 errors a game. We need more offense. Never mind the fact that our pitching is fucking terrible. They do have some bullpen arms. Will it be enough? Hopefully the starting pitching makes it so that we are not relying on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Need a bounce back from Nola. Yeah. Need another great year from Wheeler. Need another hopefully, good year from Ranger Suarez, and hopefully Zach Eflin can just be a reliable fourth starter. Yeah, and hopefully Wheeler is uh, you know, not hurt or sick or whatever it is that's going. Well, on. he's got like some sort of flu bug or whatever's going on with him. But yeah. I'm more, I just want his arm and his shoulder to be okay. So let's talk about what the Phillies did though offensively. Yes, they've decided let's go big or go home. They re-signed the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, Duval Herrera is once again a Philadelphia Philly because I fuck. I couldn't like why. There was no reason. It makes no back. sense when you want to win baseball games. It makes no, no sense, sense for, for your PR. It makes zero sense. Like, everyone rightfully points out what Odubel Herrera did. Yeah. Everyone knows that he's probably not the most sorry about it because he didn't really pay the price for what happened. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. What people don't mention, he is good for approximately two weeks out of the entire season. Right. He will get hot for two weeks, and it's yeah. like, oh, my God, look, you know, we got, like, the best number eight hitter in baseball again. And then the man will vanish. From a baseball perspective, it made no sense to bring him back. No. He's an okay center fielder. Not the best. Not the worst. He's okay. For what he did, for what happened, for how he is viewed in this city, more importantly, yeah. it was not so to the point where you felt the need, oh, my God. I we don't think we're able to. We got, we got to bring back Odubel. sign him. So the thing is, Odubel Herrera, he's well, out now. can't lose this piece. He's now out for four to six weeks. Right. Okay, I have no, never no, no. rooted for someone more to win a starting job between the trio of Scott Kingery, Matt Verling, or Mickey Moniak. I want one mm-hmm. of those guys to explode so much that there's no way Dombrowski can ignore it. Boom. Starting center fielder, Odubel. Thanks. See ya. They signed former Red Sox, former National, former Chicago Cub, big-time slugger. Kyle Schwarber. Daddy Dinger. Who, I'm telling you right now, that man just looks like he belongs at gyms on 4th and South Street. No, his and his arms are ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, 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 it's honestly insane. It's one of those guys, he comes with the bat, you're like, holy shit. So they were in the sweepstakes to get Chris Bryant. That didn't happen. The Rockies got him on a seven-year, $182 million year, which was a little insane. So, yeah, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of money. So they get <laughs> yeah. Schwarber. And we're just like, okay, all right, you know what? That's not bad, but God, I'd love to get like, just give me one more bat. We need another bat. And the Phillies listen to not only their fans, but they listen to Bryce Harper, and they bring in Nick Castellanos. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Yes. Nick Castellanos, who will be hitting plenty of dingers in Philadelphia on yes, one of the most will. hitter-friendly ballparks in America. Yes. He is coming, and all the memes that come with him will soon be ours trademarked. Uh, I want to. Th- I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. <laughs> uh, oh. What a dumb thing to say. It's one of my favorite clips. It's the pause. It's the pause in between. It's a, I don't think we'll be putting on this headset again. One more time, Cameron, please. 
I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. That should have been the least of your worries in that moment for the record, buddy. But what I will say, oh, shit. Uh, Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, two great bats that could honestly, Cameron, they could both hit 35 home runs this year, and it would not surprise me. They are two amazing yeah. players. But here's what they're not great at. The defense. Yeah. We have decided as a team, as a city, that we are going to embrace scoring 10 runs a game and hope to God we hold the other team to nine. Yeah, that's yeah. That's going to be – and we're already seeing some of the issues in spring training. And everyone's just like, ah, yeah, just working those kinks out early, boys. And it's just like, I don't know. It could very easily just blow up in their face. It could very easily but not turn out well. March Justin is not going to let July Justin ruin his yeah. parade. Yeah. I am excited. We will deal with the hangover when we deal with the hangover. And, As of know, right now, it's a party. And I right? bought my brother his surprise birthday gift. And the only reason I'm going to say what his surprise birthday gift is is because I know he doesn't listen to my show because he would <laughs> rather eat shards of glass and listen to me for 40 minutes talk about sports. Right. At least not without his own you know, uh, uh, opinions involved. Yeah, telling you that you're wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I, last year I did it with him. I'm doing it again this year. I bought him tickets. Phillies. Cool. New York Mets. Saturday, 4.05, May 7th. Nice. And... I, you know, I'm excited to give that to him, and I always, I always laugh at myself when I, when I buy something like this for Grant, because uh, he's not exactly the type that loves to hang out with me. It's not that he doesn't like to hang out with me. It's that if it's, it's not on his first, second, third, or fourth, or last choice, if it were up to him. Right. <laughs> so, what better way to make your brother happy on his birthday than by letting him go, hey, you got to spend three hours with me, you know, on this day? And yeah. he's going to be like, oh my god, trap him, trap him. Exactly, you got to do it. That's yep. that's how you show yeah. brotherly love. This is why we are. The city of brotherly love here in Philadelphia. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm so ready to go for this team. I think they're going to be so fun to watch. They 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 should go to the playoffs. This is a playoff team. They yeah. have the starting pitching, in my opinion, to at least get to a playoff game, especially with the playoff bracket expanding to seven teams. There's no reason why you can't get to the playoffs, Cameron. Yeah. No, there isn't. And I guess what's cool, like, I'm, I'm obviously super, super excited for um, – just baseball being in back in general, but just because, uh, it, again, I've said it before plenty of times, it's the vibe that baseball brings. It's the sitting outside. Oh, yeah. Beer and a hot dog hanging out. 84 degrees. Yeah. Talking shit day. with your friends. You know, yeah. it's it's so much fun. And what makes it more fun is winning games. And it'll be cool because I'm very excited for because you and I have already texted about it. Like, you text me as soon as the, the lockout ended. We were just like, all right, well, baseball. Like it's going to be really excited yeah. for us to just go. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be very cool for us to go. I'm hoping we could bring a couple friends, a couple people that we can meet up with again. Jimmy, Jimmy Bailey, and we can just sit there and Bruno. talk shit as we're hearing just you know, instead of this time hearing nothing as we're talking shit to each other, hear a couple cracks of bats from a couple home runs every once in a while. That'd be kind of cool. So for those um, who don't know, the game that Cameron and I went to, we we went with uh, Bruno, friend of the show, and Jimmy, friend of the show, um, and that was the famous game where. Reese Hoskins, or not Reese Hoskins, <laughs> Travis Jankowski got tagged out at second base by a catcher as he represented the tying run at the time. It's just, <laughs> you gotta understand. You don't even have to. Under, you don't even have to be like dumb about baseball to be like, <laughs> how does that happen, dude? I'm sitting next to Jimmy Bailey, and he's just the catcher's just running out, and we're just watching him, and I'm just hearing Jimmy going, he's he's just gonna let him tag him. He's just gonna let him tag him, isn't he? <laughs> You're just like, there's no way this is happening. Oh, that was the Philly season in a, oh, in a shit. nutshell. Oh, my God. Dude, what yeah. a frustrating play. Uh, that We're going to kind of go away from sports for a second. Yeah. Cameron, a couple weeks ago, texted me. Yes. And all he said to me was, you need to go see this movie. He knows how I feel about Batman. 
Uh, like I get, I get the people who say the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how they built, and that's it's cool. But it's, it, but like you know, hopefully this is the dawn of something new to get, you know get hopeful about. The, the writing in the grid of DC is just it's very me, unpredictable. It's, it's so much better, so much more real, so much more raw. Well, you want to talk about real? You want to talk about raw? So I texted Cameron on Friday night. I said, Cameron, tickets are secured. I'm going to Batman. He just responds back in all caps, yes. Yeah. At this point, I had already seen it twice, and I have already seen it twice. So I go with, my, with my Harrisburg crew, yeah. Seth, Tom, and Kendis. We you know we load up into the car. Yep. Uh, we drive to Palmyra, Pennsylvania to go to this theater, which I had been to before. has really nice recliner seats. I'm a big fan of that. And so mm-hmm. we go in. The recliner seats are awesome. They're incredible. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, as you're eating the movie theater popcorn, yeah. you're back. I So much more comfortable. From the moment that movie said the word go. Yeah. From the moment that you could see the binocular vision yeah. on the mare. No spoilers, don't worry. There's no spoilers yeah. in this movie. That's literally the opening scene. Um, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I could not take my eyes off this movie, Cameron. Yeah. This is one of the best freaking movies I've ever seen. It's it's the perfect Batman movie. It is. For, the, for Batman fans. And that's why I texted you, because I yes. know that you are an avid Batman fan. And, my favorite superhero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he's the best. And I'm not even going to have that debate. Um. Yeah, and so like I knew you were gonna love it because I was like, yeah, if you liked the animated series as a child, if you liked watching and playing the video games, reading the occasional comic books, all that kind of shit, mm-hmm. this the tone that Matt Reeves captured with this new Batman film was perfect. He knew the tone that bat. He understood the tone of Batman better than any previous director has, including Christopher Nolan. However, I will say this: The Dark Knight. Is a better movie. Oh yeah, I I see what you're saying by that too. Like yeah. I feel like people who were like, but you just said like, no no no, the best Batman. Yeah. Movie like in the interpretation of Batman. Robert Pattinson. A lot oh. of people criticized the decision to go with him, and they I think, shouldn't have. They because they, they don't know. Well, here's the thing. You know why? Because they, they don't know. It? Because they still see him as the guy from exactly. Twilight. That's what I mean when I say they don't know. They haven't seen the Lighthouse. But I, they haven't seen all of his other great films where he's an outstanding actor. I outstanding. went in. I went in not having seen any of those movies. I'm like, you know what? I want to see. I've heard the good things. I want to give this guy a fair chance. And thank goodness I went in with that mind mentality because what a great job Robert Pattinson he killed does. It. He killed it. What a great job. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm now drawing a blank. The, the, uh, for the Penguin, the actor for the Penguin. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yes, Colin Farrell. Yeah, transform. What a great job he does. Colin Farrell's a ridiculously good actor too. Um, Jeffrey Wright as as, as Jim Gordon. I yeah. loved him. Oh, they nailed Gordon. They yeah. got Gordon they, right. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Selena Kyle nailed it. Um, I'm but, blanking on the guy who played Alfred. He nailed it but, as well. But here's where I'm really going to give some credit. They're all great. The one person that's probably never going to get enough credit unless you start talking about it Michael, uh, I think it's Giacchino, the man who wrote the score for yeah, yeah, yeah. the movie. He did the, the that uh, music the was phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm um, okay. Again, no spoilers. Don't worry, no spoilers are in this movie. But the the one and only car chase scene when it gets to the end of the car chase scene, yeah. and you just hear that music, unbelievable. It's outstanding. It was like again, it's hard for us to sit here and talk about it while we're on mic because I don't want to be that guy. But I can tell you this right now: if you have not gone to see the movie. You need to take your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you need to take some friends, get your butt to the movie theater, sit down with your favorite snack, maybe it's those Nestle Crunch Little Pops, it's maybe good. it's just popcorn, and enjoy this motion picture. It was so flippin' good. Yeah, like if you're if you are a Batman fan, it, you need to see it. Absolutely. You need to see it. You will love it. It's outstanding. Um, they did the characters right. They played homage to them. 
Uh, it, it was the Falcones, <sighs> Carmine Falcone, and I, I know they say Falcone in the movie, but it's it's Falcone. Yeah. Um, such a good job. Oh, yeah, it was it was yeah it was it was extremely good. They had a lot of great references, a lot of little Easter eggs thrown in here and there. Including um, one which you were like, I noticed it immediately. I knew you would notice it immediately. Yeah. Batman fans will always they'll notice that type of stuff, um, especially if you played uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum, and Arkham City. Yeah, especially Asylum. It's a big, yeah. big proponent of Arkham big, Asylum. Big, big, big part of Arkham Asylum. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, dude, I, I absolutely loved it, and I agree with you. So like the first scene, not going to go too far into it, but when the mayor walks out of frame, and you just and see, you see there's the light from the television reveals something. That scene right there, I perked up and I just went, "Oh, this is this is going to be really good." This, I, I, this you know what? This is going to be very good. And I at first didn't even notice what was behind mm-hmm. him in, in that, and I was just like, "Yeah, oh, it's going to be like that." Yeah, I, I literally am getting chills thinking about it right now. It was outstanding. Um, what's really funny though is I saw, so I saw it twice. We saw it on Friday night and then Saturday. I've been listening to something in the way by Nirvana every at least once every day since I've seen it. Funny story. So Friday we go. Watching the movie, very excited. Going to see Batman again. I've not been super excited for a Batman movie since The Dark Knight Rises, which was a solid movie, but it wasn't great. Uh, did not care for Zack Snyder's interpretations of it. I thought <laughs> I, we, that's a whole that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But they're having a good time watching it, and in front of us there are some teenagers, you know, fifteen years old, maybe like six or seven of them, uh-huh. um, and they're goofing off with the friends, having a good time. Totally understandable. Whatever it is, what it is, right? But it just got to the point. Where it, I couldn't, I couldn't anymore. Did you do a Justin? Dude, you will remember. I told you a couple months back that for the first time ever, I sent food back at Bolero. You right? did. Calling it out. One of my favorite stories ever. And I'm a changed man. Ever since that moment? Ever since that moment. And they're going back and forth. And at this point, like, they were, like, talking here and there. And, like, here's my thing. If you're going to be on your phone, fuck it. Whatever. It's fine. It's movie theater. It is what it is. People just don't give a shit. Turn your brightness down. That is a ooh wow the price I mean, was up on all of them oh, on yeah. Snapchat for every single one and you know Snapchat is a white fucking screen so it's just white like and it's just like dude just turn your brightness down That's you have young goes. eyes you have young eyes you can see well just turn your brightness down you're not 75 years old you're 15 for Christ's sake so that was already annoying me and then one of them actively made a noise that they were it wasn't like just goofing off they were now trying to be disturbing Right, made like one of those like little sex moan things, which again, I've been there, done that, not judging. <laughs> it just is what it is. But at that point, I was just like, I can't, I can't anymore. And Olivia grabs me. She's like, Don't, just don't. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't remember what I said. I kind of saw red at this point. I might have told her to get the fuck off me. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. Didn't yell. Didn't freak out. But I just leaned down, and I just said, Yo, I'm trying to enjoy this movie. Evidently, I sound a lot scarier than I look. Because they immediately just, phones went down, didn't make a peep for the rest of the movie. And I felt like Batman. I came out of the shadows. Wait, no, no. You were the shadows. I was the shadows. You just, you, all you need to do, you just lean down and go, I'm vengeance. And, and that's it. It would have been enough. But no, so. You know, the same thing happened to me, though. Dude, I, and I. But here's the thing. I didn't even notice what was going on. I was so okay. glued. We, the way that the, that this movie theater worked is that like every, everything was like in rows of four, rows of four. Ah. It's smaller theater. Not like as many that. seats. I like that. So, Kendis has the aisle. Tom's next to Kendis. 
if Seth is next to Tom, and then I'm like at the wall. I'm like kind of like on the cor- on the angle. I could not take my eyes off the screen. Yeah. I had no idea that the entire time Candice was dealing with these, you know, these four bastards. They were just throwing popcorn around the entire movie. Because the only reason I even knew is because when, when the lights, you know, finally faded up, we watched the post credit scene, yeah. which it was pretty cool. Yeah. I look and I see all this popcorn. I was like, what the hell happened? And Candice tells me, oh, you, you didn't hear any of that? They were like going wild, like the entire movie, just throwing popcorn and shit. And I said to Kenneth, I'm like, you know, you asked me, or apparently you were you meant to ask me what seat I wanted. It's a good thing I didn't take the aisle because oh, I would, would have I would have committed a felony. Like that's what it was that bothered me so much was like I have been waiting for this fucking movie. I'm, I'm you paid good money. Yeah, and I and again, yeah. So yeah, I just I you know I fucking snapped and I just was like, all right, that's enough. Please, you know. And then I felt bad afterward because I was just like, I don't want to be a guy that ruins fun. I don't want to be like that old man. That's no, no, like no. Shit. Screw them. Screw them, Cameron. Well, here's the thing. So I'm sitting next to this other young man to my right. He came in by himself, which I already like you if you come into me. With How old do you think he was? 18. Okay. 19, if that. It was one of those things like he could have been 17. He could have been like 24. I'm not really sure. Um, but lights go up. Credits start going. Kid hasn't said a word the whole time. Didn't say a word when he first came in. He goes to get up and he goes, hey, thanks for, for stopping. And they were being really annoying and walked away. And it just filled me with joy. That, so then when we went on Saturday, we saw a row of young people sitting down next to them, next in front of us. And I looked over to Olivia and I said, well, we'll find you know, out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. My duties might be required again. <laughs> the shadows <laughs> might have to fight for the people of this fine theater. But no, they were. You they were are fine. the pre- Gotham is the movie theater and you are their Batman. Listen, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pride myself at yelling children, but I will weigh that burden for the greater good. Oh, I will yell at children. I, I, I love knowing that I can. I know you would, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I absolutely love throwing my weight around. I don't get to throw it around with many people, but children, I can, yeah. children, I can, I can, make, I can make them fear. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on, um, we <laughs> oh, go kind of back to sports. Uh, Cameron, it's, it's you know the new segment that you wanted to have. Uh, yes. It is it's time for Cameron's – Cameron's – Cameron's Pickums. Yes, my Pickums. Um, again, I'm trying to do uh, a little mixture here. We're trying to do a lock, a risk, and then a little bit of a parlay. Now, the parlay was a little bit harder because I can't look into the future. FanDuel stopped doing that. And so did all of the other drafting websites that I tried to go through. Like, I can do today's, tonight's games, but I can't be like, well, what's the under-over for tomorrow's Sixers game with the Clippers? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't. it's very frustrating. Um, anyway, regardless. So, my one of my locks here... Here we go. My lock. This this is again. I hate to do this because it's my team, but um, the Florida the, the Flyers. Colorado is going to beat the Flyers tomorrow. March so the 25th. Flyers, as you mentioned, are coming off of they're coming off of back to back. The Colorado Avalanche aren't, and, and the Colorado Avalanche, the Colorado Avalanche. I was going to say, like even on equal footing, it's clear that the Colorado Avalanche yeah. are going to beat the Flyers. But this just makes it almost an impossible task. Yes, the back to back to back. I only ask is, yeah. Mike Yo of one thing. Yeah. Just start Martin Jones. Or, sure. or, 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 you know, Felix Sandrum. Don't do, put Carter Hart back there. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. It doesn't matter. Um, What's your risk? My risk, uh, thank you to you, because you've been paying attention more to the, uh, the the March Madness than I have. UNC, UCLA, tomorrow night. We're going UNC. UNC, baby. They had a I'm rough game that first game. They were Refs were not on their side. Well, so watching that game, they were up by 25 points over yeah. Baylor, the defending champions. And then one of their players gets kicked out on a really – that's a tough call to kick someone out over. It was a flagrant two, but... It was ridiculous. It was probably it was a flagrant ridiculous. one. You yeah. want to give me flagrant one, fine. Technical, fine. Flagrant two? 
Yeah. And then their other player fouls out. They barely hold on to beat Baylor, but they beat them. But they beat, they beat them. them in overtime yeah. by outscoring them by like seven points in that yeah. overtime. Defending champs. UCLA's good. Yeah. UNC, they're better. Yeah. UNC's taking that one. UNC, I like it. they're going to the Final Four this year. That's ooh, I like that. Now, like one thing that I wanted to really throw in with with the NCAA, and uh, the only reason why I'm making the music go down is got the restart because I didn't make it long enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, my one big bet for the March Madness was that I I don't know much. All I do know is that Gonzaga will not win uh, because they don't. They just don't. I said it last year. I forget who I was talking to. It was either you or Anthony Bruno, and I was just like, we were at a Flyers game talking about Gonzaga, and I said, yeah, they're not gonna win. And whoever it was, they, at this point, they were undefeated. And it was like, well, yeah, but they're undefeated. And I was like, it doesn't matter. They never, they're not going to win. They never win. Gonzaga's not going to win. Don't put your money on them. Now, for my little parlay bet. Just so you know. Yes. They've won. Oh, my goodness gracious. They've won. Have they really never won a national title? I thought they did. Wow. Then look what they have. All right, go ahead. Go yeah, to your thing. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I stand corrected. That's what I'm saying. Um, so I have a, a little parlay, three games I wanted to pick for this weekend. Um, I can't do, obviously, major prop bets or anything like that. I can just do who wins money line. Um, got the Islanders and the Boston Bruins. Going Bruins because, I mean, come on. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, we have, what was the other? I have my, my, my one that's kind of like, I think you're going to make your money on. Uh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Devils over the Capitals. Devils are playing relatively well. P.K. Subban especially. He might be returning to form, it seems like. Looking like that top-tier defenseman that he was supposed to be. Uh, Nico Hischier is really opening things up for Jack Hughes, who's really starting to find his groove now that he came back from injury. Um, and I just, you know, it's, it's, it's you got to boost your parlay up with something a little bit. And last one, Florida Panthers over the Ottawa Senators, because uh, I'm going to be rooting them for them all the way. So that's pretty much it. Boston over the Islanders. Devils over the Caps. Devils over the Caps. Florida over the Senators. So with that, we wind things down here at the Fly Guys Podcast headquarters in the loft of uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Uh, Cameron, you know what? It's been a it's been a good show, and I want to thank you more than anything for just for bringing in you know the betting talk. I really think that you know the decrepit gamblers that listen to this show <laughs> are going to be. I'm one of them. I tell you what, I'm I, one of them. I just put in my first bet of my life. What was it? I took the seven. I took the seventy sixers. And the Lakers to get the over, but I took the Lakers to cover. Ah, that's a shame. I know, but it's a good bet, though. I took my chances. Yeah, that's not a bad bet. If LeBron was playing, that would have been a much better bet. So, with that being said, thank you for listening to the Fly Guys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Fly Guys Podcast, at GoodHeartJustin, at CameronKline15. The gambling will improve. The gambling will improve. improve. I promise I'm not going to make as bad of a call as I did with the Sixers and Nets. And I I will be more prepared. Be happy. Be healthy. Get vaccinated. And as always... On vengeance. Let's go, Claude Giroux. Let's go, Claude. <laughs>